Coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to The Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. I had a great Christmas. I hope you did, too. Uh, I've been training hard, uh, instructing a lot. Uh, I had a great time with friends and family. As you know, I had a bout of the flu, but that's all over now. We're starting a brand new year. I'm going to be teaching a lot more classes, especially that tactical accuracy and precision class. More about that later on. Today, what we're going to be talking about is that shooting down in uh, White Settlement, Texas. Um, West Freeway Church of Christ. Three people died. Two uh, members of their church security team. And one bad guy. One active killer. The active killer was stopped by Jack Wilson, 71-year-old man. Uh, boy, this guy was incredible. He really, really was. I am very impressed with his performance. Uh, you know, I watched that video, and I'm guessing that probably most of you have watched the video as well. It, it went pretty viral. I'll put it up on my Facebook page, um, try and put a link with it on this show. But, man, the shot that that guy made was awesome. And we'll talk more about that later on. But this week on the show, what I want to do is I want to bring in uh, Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan. And uh, the two of us uh, are fairly good instructors, and we want to just go back and forth with our analysis of the performance of that church safety team. You know, I know it's always sticky, you know, when you start critiquing dead heroes. You know, I don't know how else to say that. You know, all three of the people that were involved in that on that church safety team, they were they were heroes, no doubt about it. So I don't want to take anything away from their performance. Certainly they had the warrior mindset, they they had the uh, ability that, you know, all kinds of stuff, okay? They had all the right stuff. Uh, Jack Wilson, <laughs> the shot he made was just incredible. We're gonna talk more about that later. We're gonna talk about the gun uh, that he was using, because that's been announced, uh, was not a baby's gun, okay? We'll, but we'll talk about that in segment four. Get ready for segments two and three, because we're going to be speaking with Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan. It's important that we analyze what happened there, how it happened. You know, what did these people do right? What could they have done better? Um, but less than six seconds... That's awesome. That is really, really awesome. My hat's off to everyone down there uh, in Texas for a job well done. But um, enough of this. The next two segments are going to be all audio because this was a, uh, a phone call that I did with, with Joel. And then in segment four, I'll come back with the wrap-up, and it'll be video again. Uh, but awesome, awesome show. Uh, got a little two-minute break here leading up to it. Go ahead and check out our sponsors, farmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical, and then also CenterShot 
gunrange.com, center shot gun range, indoor gun range, and it is like snowing like crazy outside right now here in southwest Michigan. So head on out there because it's a perfect 70 degrees at Center Shot Indoor Gun Range. And of course, firearmslegal.com. This is Skip Coral and Home Defense Show. When I come back, we'll have Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome to the Home Defense Show with my dad, Skip Coriel. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Wouldn't it be wonderful if life was like the movies and the good guys always won? In today's world, if you're forced to use your firearm to protect yourself, you will need protection. Firearms Legal Protection is here for you. FLP provides you with seasoned, experienced attorneys that handle your criminal and civil matters as a result of you protecting yourself. FirearmsLegal.com provides its members with uncapped attorney's fees, bail bond protection, and coverage in all 50 states. We are not a reimbursement plan. You can access uncapped attorney's fees for as low as $10 a month. Firearms Legal members are provided with educational services, training videos, and access to our vast national attorney network. While you're protecting yourself, let Firearms Legal protect you. Listen up, folks. This is important. There are plenty of legal protection services out there, but none will protect you as well as Firearms Legal Protection. This is the one I use and the only one I recommend. Visit firearmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical and protect your family now. Hey folks, I want to tell you about my book, Civilian Combat, the Concealed Carry Book. More and more people across the country are seeing the dangers in society and are deciding to carry concealed to protect themselves and their families. My new book lays it out step by step. It'll teach you how to protect and defend the ones you love. Get the benefit of 19 years of teaching experience and a lifetime of training for this important role in society and in your family. You can get Civilian Combat real easy. Just go to Amazon.com, search on Skip Coriel Civilian Combat, and it'll pop right up there. Don't put it off any longer. Get Civilian Combat, the concealed carry book by yours truly, Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. Boy, today, man, what a week. We've had so many things going on. So I wanted to talk to my friend and my expert, uh, my regional expert, my Michigan expert on uh, self-defense training, uh, Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. Joel, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Hey, always a pleasure to be here, Skip, even if I was second choice. <laughs> Well, you know, no one would have known that if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> That's all right. I don't look. I don't mind being second choice. Look, you know, in the Undertaker's business, the early worm gets the bird, and the second mouse always gets the cheese. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. I can't argue with logic like that. You know, I admit we were going to have Mark Walters from Armed American Radio. Um, you know, it's not bad to be second to Mark Walters. I mean, he's on like, what, 300 stations nationwide. So it's it's not all that bad. And, you know, I'm just glad you're my friend and that you're available, okay? <laughs> I'm tickled to be here. All right. Well, you know, Joel, I just, uh, you know, I've been watching this video from this, uh, you know, latest shooting in uh, in Texas. Seems like a lot of this happens in, in uh, Texas. But this is a, a church shooting uh, from a, a place called White Settlement, Texas. 
Uh, and I'm sure there, there's, there's got to be a, a, you know, a story behind that, that name in and of itself, but I don't know what it is. But, uh, you know, the video that came out of that was really, boy, it was very stark. Um, and we don't mm-hmm. usually get videos like that of this kind of, uh, of shooting. Did you get a chance to watch that video? I have watched it. I mean, you know, know, I've seen it on my phone, so I haven't seen it blown up because I've been on the run and busy. So, you know, I've got out my reading glasses anymore. It kind of sucks, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it gets better, Joel. It gets better. You know, I'm 62 now, and uh, I, you know, you're a ways behind me. But you know, the older I get, my eyesight gets better, my hearing gets better, I get stronger, faster. It's incredible. Is it? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think I am about the same age as your wife, aren't I? Yes, you are. <laughs> Actually, she might be a little younger than me. Why do you like that? Is there some stigma with with me having a a younger wife? Absolutely not. I have I have a younger girlfriend myself. I'm <laughs> I'm happy for you. Well, all you got to do is reel her in now, Joel. Right. <laughs> and you better do it be, before you get too old, because time is not on your side. Well, you know, that or life insurance, right? Well, yeah, that that's true. <laughs> well, you know, Joel, I just found that, that video uh, fascinating. I, I really, really did. And uh, some of the things, you know, about the, the head of the, the security team there at the church, um, you know, was, was just really awesome. I, I listened to an interview, uh, interview that he did, and this is out of West Freeway Church of Christ, in White Settlement, uh, Texas, and uh, but this guy, you know, in my mind, it's like he was the his name was Jack Wilson. He was the right man uh, for the job to be there. But there's a couple other guys that died that maybe should have done things differently. I don't know what your opinion is because I haven't asked you. Um, what Look, what what is your opinion, Joel? First of all, stuff happens fast, right? Oh gosh, yes. I mean. I mean, there was just very little warning. It just, it, it, it was happening, and it was happening right now. And I think one of the things that, that we as good people, especially in situations where we feel like the threat level is low, and let's be honest, um, when you look at violent crime, when you look at the likelihood of you being involved in a mass shooting or you being the victim of a violent crime period mm-hmm. in the United States, the odds, depending on where you live, can be fairly low, Yeah, right? And so it's outside our realm of expectation. Plus, we get into our routines. We get into the things that we do on a regular basis, and routine keeps us sometimes from being as alert and as aware as we ought to be and deciding to be aggressive enough fast enough. Yeah. Um, I think um, probably Lieutenant or uh, yeah, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Cooper there said it best. He said, "If you're in condition white, your reaction's probably going to be, oh my God, this can't be happening.'" Yeah. And I think that's probably the, one of the worst case scenarios. Uh, being armed is to be caught in that that situation of, oh my God, this can't be happening. Um, I think we need to have the preparation and the mindset that we live in conditional yellow. That doesn't mean I'm paranoid. It doesn't mean that I'm expecting trouble. It just means I know it could happen, and when it does, I need to be able to decide to be aggressive enough fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because time mattered. The whole thing there, time mattered. 
It sure did. And, and like the whole thing went down in less than six seconds. There was three shots fired, two, you know, three people died all in under mm-hmm. six seconds. And well, when you watch it on, on video and, and listen to the gunshots, it's like those gunshots, they, they occurred like one second apart, all evenly spaced, which was just bizarre uh, to me to, yeah. to watch that. But uh, what is your analysis as an instructor? Well, well it, politically, I think it, it's it's going to be a, a hard one from the anti-gun side because, first of all, he used the worst-case scenario instrument in close quarters. Yeah. Our, our bad guy brought in a shotgun. Oh, yeah. Well, politically, you know, they can't go after shotguns. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they can't demonize those, and then everybody knows for sure you're coming after our guns. Even, you know, the FUDs are going to be up in arms, so to speak, at that point. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely the worst-case scenario, because I no longer am dealing with with single projectile. Now I'm dealing with a shot pattern, which is much more damaging at close range. What a load it's going to deliver. It's hard to survive even one shot from that, which, as we saw, didn't, yeah. people didn't. Yeah, um, sure. Did he minimize the carnage? I, I think quick actions and having armed resistance on the spot for an immediate response in six seconds, not five minutes or 20 minutes or however long it took police to get there to get the response from 911. I mean, there's just time involved. We had an immediate six-second response, and it minimized what would have been massive carnage. Yeah. So I think having an armed response there is obviously, to anybody looking at that with a reasonable mind, going, that's what we have to do. Unfortunately, we are currently living in a world where violence seems to be an acceptable method of taking out whatever grievance that it is that you have. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. We shouldn't be able to, we shouldn't accept that as normal. We should strive for a better society, but we have to survive what we're in right now until we can correct the issues in our society that are leading to that. Yeah. Um, I think immediate response. I think the first guy that went to draw, he fiddled with his holster. He, he didn't get his draw out as quick as he should have. Yeah. If he'd had a little bit faster draw, I think he wins the fight. And I think there's probably only one dead guy, and at that point it ends up being our bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not trying to be critical and, and fault the guy. I mean, look, he couldn't lose, right? He's in church, so presumably he knows our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so it was a win for him either way. Yeah. Absence from the body, presence with the Lord, he got to go to heaven. Nonetheless, there's probably family that's going to miss him, and we would have liked him to have lived out a long and natural life as God originally intended. Yeah, you know, Joel, you're you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's kind of a sticky situation when, when you start the armchair quarterback, you know, especially people who, who died, you know, mm-hmm. in, in service, trying to protect and, and defend. Um, you know, I, for me, when, when I watch videos like that, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say, okay, what what they do right, what they do wrong, what would I do if I was in that situation? And and I think one of the things for for me, I'm mean, you, you have to acknowledge that the guy was brave. He had the right warrior mindset. He had the right attitude Absolutely. because he was there and he went up against a a man at close quarters combat with a shotgun. Which, in mm-hmm. my mind, gosh, that's one of the last things that I want to have to do. But he did what he needed to do. You know, for me, though, you know, when you talk about the nuts and bolts, the nitty-gritty, I've never been a fan of small-of-the-back 
uh, carry simply because, you know, it, it's a slower draw method. It takes longer to get that gun out. Uh, it's inside the waistband. It's way in the back. You got to reach farther. And instead of a, you know, a two second draw, he had like a three second draw. And, and, and from watching the video, it looks like that kind of made the difference. He did everything right. It's just that he was handicapped because the bad guy could get that shotgun out uh, a lot faster than he could draw from the small of his back. And what's your opinion on that? One and a half seconds would have made a difference. Oh, yes. It it definitely would. And a, an average shooter from strong side carry can generally, and then we're talking about average. We're not even talking about somebody that practices fast every single day. Yeah. An average shooter can get a draw out and rounds on target in one and a half seconds. Two rounds on target at 21 feet, and he was a lot closer than 21 feet. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I really think that one and a half seconds, you know, had he gotten the average draw time, and, you know, I don't know what kind of holster he was using. Was it a great quality holster? I don't know. Was it a great quality holster possibly attached to, rather than a duty belt, a Sunday morning go-to-meeting church belt that looked really nice that we bought at Myers for 10 bucks? The whole platform has to be solid because if I'm not getting the draw out fast enough and it's twisting or torquing on me and I can't get that, that firearm to separate from that possibly just a tension reholster, then we end up with a three-second draw instead of one-and-a-half-second draw. Yeah. And, of course, you're adding the, the stress factor, too. I mean, it's easy for you and I to say, oh, yeah, it should have been uh, one-and-a-half seconds. It was three seconds. But, you know, for me personally, when when I add stress, and I've never been shot mm-hmm. at, so, I, you know, I, I've never experienced the kind of stress that that man experienced before he got shot. You know, so it's in cognition time. Let's not forget cognition time. He has to process what's going on, yeah. process that it really is a threat, process that he needs to respond, and then make all that happen. Yeah, yeah. And, Whereas the individual who's coming in to do the shooting already knows what he's doing. He doesn't have to have any of that processing time. Yep, you're right. He's deliberate. Definitely. He's deliberate. He's coming in and, and he's acting. The hard part in responding to a threat is changing the dynamic from them being the actor to you being the actor and forcing them to have to react to you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's talk about that more uh, when we come back. We're out of time for this segment, Joel. Um, but uh, while we're away, uh, go ahead and check out our sponsors, firearmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical, and then also Center Shot Indoor Gun Range in uh, Door, Michigan, where it's always a perfect 70 degrees. And, of course, don't forget Freedom Firearms, uh, where Joel is right there in Battle Creek, Michigan. All right, folks, we're going to take a two-minute break. When we come back, we'll be speaking again with Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is Phoenix Coriel on the Home Defense Show. Always use guns safely and wisely. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Would you like to take your tactical and marksmanship training to the next level? If the answer is yes, you need to check out Center Shot Indoor Gun Range just south of Grand Rapids, conveniently located off US-131. Center Shot is one of the most advanced firing ranges in Michigan. Center Shot firing lanes have nearly 100 customizable shooting programs to make you better no matter what your skill level. 
Our advanced lanes allow a more immersive training experience to enhance your senses. Controlled lighting and target movement mean that you get the best practice and most fun out of CenterShot Indoor Gun Range. Memberships are available for as low as $150. CenterShot also offers a 10% discount to U.S. military veterans. So, no matter what the weather, hot, cold, or in between, CenterShot Indoor Gun Range is always a perfect 70 degrees. This is where I train every week, and so should you. Find out more by going to centershotgunrange.com or call them at 616-371-7468. Stay safe, and I'll see you at Centershot Indoor Gun Range. Hey folks, I want to tell you about my new book, Concealed Carry for Christians. More and more people across the country are seeing the dangers in society and are deciding to carry concealed to protect themselves and your family, and that includes people of faith. Our churches are not as safe as they used to be, and that's why I included chapters on forming church safety teams and stopping mass shooters. You can get Concealed Carry for Christians real easy. Just go to Amazon.com, search on Skip Coriel, Concealed Carry for Christians, and it'll pop right up there. Don't put it off any longer. Get Concealed Carry for Christians by yours truly, Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. This is your host, Skip Coriel. We are speaking with the renowned, the infamous, the notorious Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan. Joel, we were talking about this latest uh, church shooting, and I hate to use that term, latest church shooting, because there shouldn't be any, but there there are, and we're having a good tactical discussion. We talked a little bit about the politics of it, and I think you nailed that. Um, but Joel, we were talking about some of the the tactics, uh, the stress. I think we ended up with, with stress there. Uh, stress is it's like a wild card uh, when you're in a real-life gunfight, isn't it? It is to a, a great degree, and I say to a great degree that stress is a wild card because I think we don't train enough for those situations. And I think unless, and again, what's the chances of me ever having to be there? infinitesimally yeah. small, but when it happens, then it matters, right? Oh, gosh, So yeah. if we're going to be dedicated, if we're going to be part of a, a, a church security team or we're part of something that, it, that requires us to be at a greater level, then we probably need to practice it a little bit more just in case. You know what? You're probably going to be practicing for something that's never going to happen. Yeah. You get it. But when we talk about ingrained muscle memory, it starts to... Um, work in conjunction with that stress factor. And what I mean by that is no longer am I having to think about it because when I'm under stress, cognitive thought goes out the window. I need it to be reactionary. And in fact, I need it to be so reactionary that it happens. I go, I don't even know how I just did that because I wasn't thinking about it. I just <laughs> yeah. did it. I just knew it needed to be done. So we're talking about muscle memory. And studies have shown us that in order to ingrain muscle memory, to have it to be reactionary, we need to practice that set of repetitious motions about a thousand times. Mm -hmm. So you want me to draw a thousand times? Yeah, I want you to draw a thousand times. It's like eating an elephant, right? How do you eat an elephant? (laughs) That's right. You're right. A little bit at a time. (laughs) One bite at a time. I'm just eating the elephant one bite at a time. I don't have to eat the whole thing at once. So if every morning in front of the mirror, I unload my firearm, and I just practice drawing my firearm, and I do it 20 times every morning when I look in the mirror, Mm -hmm. in 50 days, I've done it a thousand times. Yeah. 
You're right. And if I do it every day, no matter what, I don't stop at the 50 days. I just practice it over and over 20 times every day. Mm-hmm. Guess what? My draw stroke's probably going to be reactionary. Yeah. Here's the ultimate. Have you ever thought about what the ultimate muscle memory is? What's that? The ultimate muscle memory is walking. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because nobody thinks about walking. Mm-hmm. You don't think about left foot, uh, right foot, right? In the morning, Skip wakes up, and all he goes is coffee. And he just goes to the kitchen to get coffee because he's not thinking about the process of walking. It simply happens, yeah. right? Ask somebody who's had a stroke and how they have to relearn to walk, to write, and to do all those things that were reactionary before or muscle memory before. Mm-hmm. I need your draw stroke to get close to the process of like walking. I just know I need to shoot and suddenly the gun's in my hand. Yeah. I don't think about the process anymore. You're right. You're absolutely right. And why do you think, uh, because I, you know, I know there, there are a lot of firearms trainers out there that will avoid anything stressful as far as their students uh, go. They don't teach um, to, uh, you know, anything tactical while under stress. They avoid stress. Why do you think that is? Well, first of all, stress on a range is dangerous, right? Especially when yeah. I don't know the level of the training of my students that are coming to my class. And a lot of the, for one thing, how hard is it to get somebody to take an advanced training course? I know you do that up there in <laughs> Barry County, and how many students do you get? Not, not as many as I'd like, that's for sure. Not as many as you'd like, and not as many as, look, if people really believe in what they're doing and being as proficient as I think they ought to be, there should be a lot more. I know Jared's done a couple down here, and, you know, a lot of the folks that take his class take it again and again because they found such value in it. And a lot of it is just repetition. Look, I know a lot of people that go, I'm overweight, I need to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I know people that even have a gym membership. Mm-hmm. I mean, they pay 20 bucks a month for their gym membership, and they feel really great about that because they got a membership. You know how often they go to the gym? <laughs> Once a year? In fact, you know what I did? Recently, what I did is, you know, most people, you know, they have a nickname for their bathroom. They call, I'm going to the John. You ever heard that? Yeah, yeah. I renamed mine the gym because it sounds much better when I went to the gym this morning. <laughs> Can I steal that? Can I use that joke? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I went to the gym five times, and that was just during the middle of the night. <laughs> when you get older, you'll understand that joke. <laughs> oh, uh, trust me. All-nighter used to mean I stayed out and partied all night. Now it means I just slept all the way through the night without having to get to go to the bathroom, and I really look forward to all-nighters. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, we're speaking with Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan, and, and of course he's making uh, salient, uh, very insightful comments and and points uh you know this idea of training under stress uh one of the uh big parts of my business that that is growing uh, for probably about three years now has been church security training and uh, one of the things that i do with my students is you know the average you know cpl holder concealed carry holder you know they'll go to the range if they do go to the range and they'll they'll shoot 50 rounds on a sheet of paper, you know, at 15, 20 feet away and in a perfect stance under pristine conditions. And they go, oh, look, I'm, all, I'm on the paper. I'm good. I can handle, you know, any problem that comes along. And my experience is that's just not true, especially for a church safety team. You know, when I do a church safety team, I run the targets 
all the way out to 75 feet. And we practice at 75 feet because in my mind, you know, I mean, look at the shot that this guy had to take. He had to take a head shot, and it looks like, what, 30, 40 feet? That is not an easy shot to make. Nope. But, of course, you can do it. it. I've seen you shoot, so I know you can do it, but you <laughs> you own an indoor <laughs> yes, gun <you> range. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we're talking about, look, putting us under stress and that sort of thing. Again, like I said, it's dangerous for an instructor who's yes, not familiar with a student on a range. So maybe you need to partner up. Maybe you need to go with a buddy and use a buddy system, and you go to your local outdoor range where you can do some moving and some shooting, and you can put each other under stress in a safer environment because you know each other and you know where each other are at. Perhaps you know you have a training team that moves the entire team up at a certain pace, and that team knows where each other member is at. But you need to train as a team. Yeah. Yeah, Church security teams need to train as a team. Yeah, because to a certain degree, you're not law enforcement, but you are working as a team, like a fire team would in the military or police officers going into clear rooms or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I really advocate something like that because... Number one, you don't know how the how your partner is going to act under stress. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what he's thinking. Maybe you're assuming he he knows more than he really does. But you, it, the time to find that out is before bullets start flying around you. The other thing that needs to start happening, especially with our gathering places, and when I say gathering places, I'm talking about gathering places where we gather on a regular basis once a week. And typically that's our churches, right? Yeah. Schools do this. They have fire drills. Mm-hmm. Why do our churches never have fire drills? Because <laughs> the church doesn't and burn why, down every week. <laughs> and why do our churches not have active shooter drills? Look, I understand why we don't have active shooter drills. It's the furthest thing from our mind. But let's be quite frankly honest. Start with a fire drill. Mm-hmm. Condition them. Right? Pick some point in the, in the day where you talk to your deacons and go, look, we're going to do a fire drill today. So today, during service, at some point, we're going to do a fire drill. Now, if it's me as a pastor, I'm going to do it right right before the invitation. Mm-hmm. You're going, Joel, right before the invitation, that's where you get people to come forward and give their hearts to Jesus. Look, do it right then, and then once you get them out in the parking lot, do the invitation, go, obviously y'all believe there's a fire, otherwise you wouldn't have left the building. <laughs> if you believe there's a fire in the building, let me tell you something, what hell is real? You know, and turn it right into a, you know, an invitation if you need to. But practice the fire drill. That gets people used to practicing at least drills. Mm-hmm. Then you can start moving them into the active shooter drill. Joel, I think maybe you're you're the next Billy Graham. Uh, that's just an awesome <laughs> idea. <laughs> you know, you always surprise me with little things like this because some sometimes you get some really novel ideas that aren't crazy. I mean, that's a really good idea. <laughs> well, sometimes you have crazy ideas, but you know who doesn't? Um, <laughs> they can't all be good ideas, but that is a really good idea. I'm going to bump that uh, up against my pastor. And see what he says about that, because you know a, a fire drill and an active shooter drill, uh, there are some similarities. There's, there really is, and they, you know if you look at the, the one of the things that struck me is the people that were seated in church, they barely reacted until it was almost all over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I watched they one literally, guy. They literally froze in place. They did one guy. He said there not for like been four an minutes. active armed response. There would have been a lot of dead people oh, there. Oh, gosh, yes. It could have been so much worse, Joel. It would have been horrendous. 
With a shotgun? Because they froze. Yes. Oh. You know, a, a lot of these active uh, killing events, there are a lot of people wounded, sometimes twice as many wounded as killed because they maybe you're using a 9 millimeter or something. But with a shotgun, you don't have to shoot somebody in the, in the head or, or, or three times in the chest. You hit them once, and there's just a massive amount of, of damage with, with those shotguns. It's a lot of tissue damage. There's a lot of blood loss. And look, the life is in the blood. We know that from the book of Leviticus. Yeah. The blood's gone, the life is gone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, you know, when we do these active shooter drills or these active fire drills, we need to have more than, it's more than just our security team. It's more than just those people responding. There's other people in that congregation that need to have responsibilities that need to know what they need to do. Who's gathering the children? Who's getting to wherever the children at and are protecting the children and making sure that that's secured and locked down? Who's making sure that everybody's getting out and that we have an accounting for everybody that was there? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a lot of things that people don't even realize come into play when you talk about dealing with these kinds of incidents. So, I'm glad you brought that up. And, Joel, you know, you're not second best, okay? You're not second choice. <laughs> it's just the way it happened, okay? You know, because what you and I have said today, uh, they're important things that people need to, to think about, to consider, and maybe even put into uh, you know, play in, in their own lives because you can never get enough good training. You can never get enough good practice. And I, I hope that these types of and, things motivate people to inspire them to practice more. And even in training, you know, it's, it's sad that, you know, in our line of work, you and I see a lot of people being reactionary. I've gotten a few calls from churches. In fact, I got one from a Gurdwara. Uh, and asking if we can start doing some, you do, you do know what a Gurdwara is, right? Or most of your audience may not. It is the religious place for, uh, Indian. Oh, okay. All right. No, I didn't yep. know that. Um, I actually, I, well, I actually got to do a class, uh, a couple of years ago at a Gurdwara and, uh, a lot of great principles in there, a lot of good stuff. Um, those guys are good folks. Um, and they're concerned about their safety yeah. just because oftentimes they get mistaken for Muslim mm -hmm. and they're scared that they're going to get it from the other side and they don't like the Muslims anymore than we do. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that we need to, um, make sure that we are not necessarily reactionary, although sometimes incidences like this go, look, maybe we really do need to consider, okay, well, consider it, but understand you need to be doing it for the right reasons. Yes. You should have been doing this, period. Everybody needs to have a security plan in place. Everybody needs to know what the plan is, and adults need to know what the plan is. The entire church needs to be communicated to so that when something bad happens, they don't sit there frozen. They start moving. Yeah. And it needs to be a long-term thing, not just a flash in the pan where, every, you know, once every two years somebody gets shot, you get scared, so you, you practice. You need to be doing It's a lifestyle. The protector defender uh, once is every a lifestyle. six months, you need to have that active shooter drill. We need to have a reminder. Here's what we do if something bad happens here. Yep, absolutely. God forbid. Now, as far as our bad guy, if he really wanted to meet Jesus that bad, he probably should have waited for the altar call. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Because I don't think he met Jesus. I really don't. I'm not, I'm not judging the man. Oh, he met him. He <laughs> met him. <laughs> Both of those gentlemen that day met him. The one gentleman heard the word, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yes. The other one heard, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Yep. You're absolutely right. 
Mr. Graham. All right, <laughs> Joel, you've been great. We're out of time uh, in this segment now, but um, before we go, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, how they can uh, get a hold of Freedom Firearms there in, in Battle Creek. Oh, if you want to shop online with us, it's www.freedomfirearms-online.com, and you can shop from tens of thousands of items right there online, some that we don't even get to carry in store, but they'll be shipped in for you. Or you can visit us at www.freedomfirearms.biz, or you can contact us, 269-968-4CCW. That's 269-968-4229. Or you can stop by and see us at our indoor range, heated, conditioned, so you don't have to worry about freezing your buns off in the wintertime. You don't have to worry about overheating and bugs in the summertime, and you can stop by and see us at 539 Capitol Avenue Southwest right here in Battle Creek, Michigan. All right, Joel, that is awesome. Uh, I want to thank you very much for being on the Home Defense Show today. Always my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Skip. All right. Okay, folks, we got another two-minute break coming up, and uh, when we come back, I will do the wrap-up. In the meantime, check out our sponsors, firearmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical, and then also go to Center Shot Indoor Gun Range uh, and check out uh, over by Grand Rapids, Michigan. And, of course, if you're in the Battle Creek area, check out Freedom Firearms uh, with Joel Fulton, the Skip Coriel and Home Defense Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome to my dad's home defense. Fence Radio Show. You're gonna love it. This is Colonel Danny Gillum. I host Frontlines of Freedom, a weekly syndicated military talk radio show. One of my co-hosts is Skip Coriel, the host of this show. We cover things that impact military and veteran communities, and we do it from the veteran's perspective. The show is broadcast across the nation and is also available as a podcast on our website, frontlinesoffreedom.com. Please join Skip and me weekly on Frontlines of Freedom. Okay, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Welcome back. How about that Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan? I like Joel. <laughs> I always look forward to interviewing him because it's predictable. He's going to say some funny, witty things. He's going to be intelligent because he's very well-versed, well-read, well-learned. Uh, he's got great skills on the range. Awesome, awesome instructor. So if you're over in the Battle Creek area, make sure you check out Freedom Firearms. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the skill necessary for, for Jack Wilson, age 71, okay? I'm 62, so this guy's my hero now, okay? <laughs> you know, Jack's a little long in the tooth, but when you talk about a 30, 40-foot headshot like that, that is not for beginners. The vast majority of CPL holders out there cannot make that shot. You're talking a, a 30 to 40 foot shot. We don't know exactly how long it was yet, but it looked to be between 30 and 40 foot under stress, an incredible amount of stress, and the bad guy was moving. That's just an awesome, if you haven't listened to the video yet, there's like a 14 minute video. I'll, I'll put it up on my website and on my Facebook page. Listen to that video of uh, Jack Wilson being interviewed. And he goes over, he talks about the shot that he made. Um, 
it's just to make that headshot. You you can't do that with just any old gun. I, I teach probably eight eight different churches uh, through Midwest Tactical Training, and some of these church safety teams, they're not taking uh, their training seriously. Most of them are, but a few aren't. Um, you know, the gun that you choose is very, very important. The, the gun that Jack Wilson was carrying that day, his regular carry gun, was not a sissy gun, okay? He was carrying a, uh, a SIGSAR P229 chambered in 357 SIG. That's a serious round. That's a serious gun. It's not a small gun. It was, it was designed to make a longer shot like that. And I see a lot of my students, that they'll come to advanced classes, they'll, they'll come to church safety uh, qualifications or instructions, uh, training, and they'll be carrying a little compact. And they carry the compact because it's comfortable, because I think they don't want to carry the gun in the first place. They just feel like somebody's got to do it, I'll do it. The problem with that is you might die. I mean, you go up against a shotgun in close quarters combat, you need a force multiplier. Let me just go over this particular gun, the SIG 229, because this is not a baby's gun, okay? This is a serious gun. It's carried by uh, uh, law enforcement, by special forces guys, by the Secret Service. This is a serious gun, okay? Uh, double action, single action, comes in 9mm or 40 caliber or 357 SIG. Uh, it's got a trigger pull of 10 pounds on the double action, 4.4 on the single action. Overall length is 7.1 inches. Overall height is 5.4 inches. The width is 1.5 inches, so that it's, it's a big bulky gun. Barrel length is 3.9 inches, almost a 4-inch barrel, okay? Uh, the weight with the magazine is 29.6 ounces. That's a big gun. It's a heavy gun, okay? Uh, it retails at over $1,000, so he did not skimp on cost at, at all. Um, it takes a 12-round uh, a magazine with his 357 SIG rounds. That is just incredible, folks. It really, really is. So, the point is... If, you, if you're going to go up against a shotgun or an AR-15 and you have to carry a pistol, carry a good pistol. I mean, it, this was a one-round gunfight, but it could have been a 10 or a 15 or a 20-round gunfight. You never know what's going to happen. You don't get to choose your gunfight. You don't get to choose your adversary. You don't get to choose his gun that you go up against. It all happens because the bad guy, he's deciding what's going to happen in that scenario. He's the attacker. You've been ambushed. You've got to respond. Okay? So, all you guys on church safety teams, don't choose a gun solely for comfort. I mean, I can understand why CPL holders, your average concealed carrier, does that. Because they're looking to go up against a mugging against one man. That's, that's all they want to protect against. But when you're protecting other innocent life, 250, 500, 1,000 people, they're depending on you to be well-trained and well-armed. You've got 
to be able to make that 30, 40 foot headshot under stress. It's just real important for you to do that. So I don't want to belabor it. Another thing that I want to go over is I want to go over uh, an opportunity for training. You know, I live here in Southwest Michigan, uh, the Barry County Sheriff's Office. I'm the captain of the Sheriff's Auxiliary. One of the things that we do is we put on a annual church safety seminar. And this year, uh, we're doing that again. It's on February 20th, and it's at the First Baptist Church of Middleville. I'll put a link on my website to that as well, but I'll be speaking on the moral, legal, and tactical use of deadly force. You know, what it means, how you need to prepare, uh, how you how you juxtapose all three of those because you got to figure out all three ahead of time and that's what I'll be talking about for like two hours so check that out as well of course check out our sponsors firearmslegal.com slash Midwest Tactical and of course Centershot Indoor Gun Range centershotgunrange.com next week I'm gonna try again to have Mark Walters on here uh, he wasn't answering his phone but I will check that out uh, next week we'll try and get him on there because we want to find out what's gonna happen in 2020 with our firearms rights. What's happening in Virginia? My gosh, are they going to have a civil war there? I don't know, but we're going to be talking about that. All right. Happy New Year. It's going to be a great year. Stay positive. Okay. Always focus on God, family, country. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. All right. Go out there. Party hardy, but party safe. Always practice. Train hard. Train often. All right. The Skip Corey Allen Home Defense Show. I will see you next week. Travel safe. See you next week. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best in home defense. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs>